0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, side beat.
1: This is well, I, this is fascinating to me because it's I mean this is I'm not going to break any new ground here but it is just so incredibly obvious the difference in Africa and the church's relationship it, to African American culture in the United States versus the church's relationship to I guess what you might call even just wasp culture, right? White Anglo-Saxon Protestant like that traditional sort of stereotypical white person Nonce- culture. Non-Southern
0: too,
2: right? Have you right. Been oh, th- th- that's a whole
1: other thing, right? But yes. the 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 difference is astounding.
2: Doc, we felt let like we felt let down as <laughs> as teenagers. Right. We felt, we felt let down. Like who? Where are you at to help us with this situation? Because we're going through it. At sixteen, I was going through it. I seen too much, and it was like I said, there was nobody from the church—white, black, whatever—all in and, in and clearly the way we've been conditioned just to see Jesus from movies and, and the pictures in the church, he's white, he's blue eyed, he's blonde, you know, so you automatically look like the president or the the cops or your teacher that's giving you this F or anybody that's, that's not going in your direction. We felt let down the church, the church at some point had a gap with its youth and not drug into the church on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, but the ones that, you know, didn't know yet.
0: And they didn't make that connection and, and rap did. Right. And not not to harp on this either, but I would say also like for our generation of coming up, I think we had gone so long hearing about the real tangible advancements that came out of the church for our people. Right. So we we knew we we heard the stories of Underground Railroad. We heard the stories of Henry Highland Garnett and preachers during slavery times and antebellum South times. But then we also knew, yo, those were preachers. Those, that was the church with the SCLC. And that was the church that really mobilized to pressure Johnson to get the voting rights act in 65. Like that, that's what we knew. And then when we're looking around in the late 80s and nineties and stuff, and we're like, yeah, that's not, that church isn't fighting for us and isn't connecting with us the way that we had these brothers on the corner whether they were 5%ers, whether they were, like, it, like all of that really, I think, spoke to us. My brother, who's Sunni Muslim, like, literally, he will tell you now that Paris, the Devil Made Me Do It album, is why he became, a, like, it's what got him started looking into that whole, into that ideology, into all of that. And I think that, to your point, like, to O's point, a lot of it was just, it's a, it's a bunch of, of, I think black people in the United States have constantly been in a search for identity.
1: Hmm. I think,
0: I think, I think that's just been like from the, since we've, since we've gotten here, we've been trying to put piece together the fractals of being, being taken from a land. And I think that that's culturally, I think that's economically, I think that's mentally. And what you see in every single movement, whether it's, Spirituality, whether it's um, an ideology or, or economic, whatever you see, whether it's Islam, whether it's Nation of Islam, whether it's Five Percenters, whether it's Pan-Africanism, whether it's Daddy Grace or Reverend Ike or basically like it does, it's all people tapping into saying this is who you are as a people. And I think that that Islam and Five Percenters really harness that with hip hop. It spoke to us. It spoke during that time, and I think it was very. I just think it had a profound impact on me. Like even now, it's it's I can I can recite things that I'm like I don't know why I know this, but I know this simply because of Brand Nubian's two album, two albums that I bought first off. Like I just, yeah, it's crazy. So
1: no, I mean that 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 totally makes sense. What what's what I'm curious to to know about is so, you know, you're describing a generation of people who who. We're really there before hip hop became what it is today. I mean, hip hop mm-hmm. is status quo. I mean, it is it is a yep. it's a cultural force, but the generation like the kids who are eighteen to twenty five right now, they have never known a world where hip hop wasn't a corporate entity. Absolutely. So, I'm I'm curious. If, I mean, I'm wondering how what their sort of relationship is between religion and hip hop. Then, because it's got to be different from what you're describing.
2: I would yeah. think so. Here, here, we don't even. Have, we we could even. We would. We can do this without even dealing with. Um, you know why Christian rap doesn't have the same response as just conventional hip hop. Um, it's something called body memory, and if you grew up listening to Chic, Good Times, and you know somebody cuts it up and I rap to it, if I'm decent, if I'm decent and you like that record you'll 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 dig my song. So body memory is what hip-hop is built on. If you grew up listening to anything old and somebody resampled it, like the fact that Brand Nubian used Roy Ayers, uh Sunshine, you know, you fall in love with the beat because, you know, you might have grown up hearing it, but then you fall in love with the song because of that beat. Christian rap isn't built on anything like that. It doesn't have any body memory attached to it. You know, I don't think... You know, really, you know, I, I'm, and I'm clearly, you know, Armand is helping me catch up. I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm, you know, a hater. Armand is my guy. That's, that is my, you know, my, my go-to if I want to hear somebody with faith, you know, that's probably who I go to first, but he picks great beats. Doc, you make great beats, but you attach body memory to, to, to those songs because you're sampling, you know, when, if Christian hip hop is to make a a move and you want to deal with this generation, if it sounds like trap music because, or that Anthem stuff that Jeezy used to do, that's, that's really, I don't have any memories to that, that I would continue. And you putting Jesus over that. I'm cool. You can keep that. Mm -hmm. So it, it deals with a lot more of the hip hop aesthetics that, you know, Christian rap doesn't have that, you know, it caused that, that 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 gap or that that like how is this not having the effect it should when it's it has such a potent uh intent and the message is 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 inspired. It's still parts of hip hop that Christian rap has not attached to. We talked about Down with the King. Imagine, you know, the first first spoken um outing for Run DMC after Rev Run becomes Rev Run. But they get a Pete rock beat. And they make that declaration.
3: That reminds me. Download that. I don't care if you're a Muslim or whoever.
2: You fall in love with that, and that, that's just not happening with this generation. And in even even now that this generation is part of that that part where hip hop is such an economic force, you know, there's a there's a, a group of a age group that hates that. So we even look at like, are oh, you part of that that new thing? Not even that Christian thing. You part of that new thing? You, you You got any jeans on? You got your, your your retro Jordans? your you know the swag. You put Jesus swag on that. I'm, I might turn it off.
3: Do y'all think that you know a lot of the rhetoric that you guys have talked about? Was largely because it was it was self-empowering, you know, where you are a king and you have this inside of you and you can do this. And then Christianity kind of says the opposite, where it's like, you know, without me, you have no identity. Do you think that that's easier to buy into? You think that's one of the reasons for the the disconnect? Like it's easier to buy into. I already have, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I, I already have, I'm, a, I'm already a king. It's weird because it's kind of the same thing, but it's said in a different way where you are already a king because you're a king. But then Christianity says you're a king because Christ rests inside of you. And that makes you a king. But if it's not explained in a certain way, it could come across, you know, as, um, loathing, you know, where I like, I, I really can't, I really am nothing, If I'm not outside of this and then on to add add false teaching on top of that and, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. Do y'all think that's one of the reasons why there's there's a a separation? Um, Can I answer that? Whoever, whoever.
2: Um, Okay. Having practiced Islam uh, from 16 to 33. I can tell you clearly uh, when someone tells you you come from. Africa and they give you an identity and they tell you what this X, this X stands for something and says, Hey, you know what? This is because your, your, your real name, you can't have it. You don't know it. They, they didn't give it to you. They stole it from you, but we'll give you this X and all right, this X is cool. Cause Malcolm had one. And then you start looking at, uh, Africa and, and the, the, the jewelry, the, the, the architecture, the, the, the math, everything that, you know, comes from Africa, and he said, I come from that? You know, last, before you told me this, I was such and such little brother that, you know, just broke into the house, and that's what everybody knows me as, or I didn't have a name. But now I stand on something, I stand on pyramids? Yeah, you feed me that, you keep on giving me that. And here's here's the difference. Um, Islam, Orthodox Islam, it's closer to what Christianity teaches than the nature of the Islam or the five percenters because orthodox Islam teaches humility, submission, right. Right. Uh, meekness uh, to be like the prophet Muhammad, you mm-hmm. know, it teaches you that. Now, you, if, you know, this was something that my brother, my brother is, is, is Muslim still. And I would ask him, even when I was young, I said, why, why does the imam allow, Farrakhan to say these things because we knew it was wrong for mm-hmm. their separate view of race because it's the brotherhood of Mus- a brotherhood of Muslims. It's the brotherhood of mankind. Mm-hmm. We knew that Farrakhan was wrong. We knew that the five percenters was wrong. And I would always wonder. I understood it as this: if you're a drug dealer, if you're a pimp, you're, you're a you're a, a thief, and you want something different, like with an image of africa that was stolen from you and i tell you you're a king and you deserve you deserve the righteous place that that the kings of of this universe have always had and you come from that yeah you buy into that
3: and so that's interesting because biblically the lineage is um the lineage i'm sorry i got a dm um the lineage biblically is just as, if not more, powerful than that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have the Holy Spirit in you, and then even on top of that, you have examples of people and, me- and great things that they did in the Bible. What so color you is can,
2: God in the Bible? What color is what color is Jesus being taught?
3: Does that does that matter?
2: If you don't have any identity. And you tell him, you want me to identify with this white
3: Jesus? And he looks like And then like- and and then they, and then in the Bible it says that he had skin of bronze and woolly hair and you know you like you can't be you can't blame God on somebody on what and somebody incorrectly him. taught you. I know, I know I know that's what and you're saying. And then somebody but- says they even lie about what color Jesus is. So how are you going to believe
2: that book? <laughs> I, <laughs> I sound like I'm on the corner preaching, it, right? <laughs> How can so, you even trust that book? They lied about what color Jesus really is. So you don't mean, want nothing book, to do with the
3: lie? But the book didn't lie about it. The person who told you about it lied. He Ain't said- nobody, He wasn't. Nobody in the pulpit said he wasn't.
0: Yeah. I, I think the distinction you're making, Armand, is fair and true. And it's and it's obviously what, what I've done and what you've done and what whatever. But it's it's not an inherent thing, right? Like, it's not. You're not, especially when you're young, that that isn't an easy jump to say, Okay, I'm I'm going to separate and take what actually is said in Scripture and not what my authority figures are telling me it says in Scripture. Right. Right. Um, It's just it's just I mean, I I'm right there with you, but I agree. And I think, you know, and then they would go further. They'd be like, you want to praise this mystery God, this God you can't (laughs) see. You know what I'm saying? Like God stands for Gomar Az Dubar. Dubar is beauty. Okay. Beauty means you can see it. Okay. That means the black man's God. God is right here. You can see like, it would just be like, yeah, I guess so. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be 15 years old. Like, I guess you are right. Like it just, I don't know. It, it I can see how it would make sense. But to your point about, about the difference between the lineage and the strong Christianity, I think a lot of it is presentation, but I would say this also, What freed me up knowing this is like getting older in life and realizing that some a lot of these conversations that Christian or Christians in hip hop are having are not unique to Christians in hip hop. Right. Like probably one of my favorite, probably like my number, like my favorite artist is Brother Ali. Albino Muslim from Minneapolis, Minnesota, like he, his song daylight, he really goes in about the judgment he faced as a Muslim, right? Um, because he curses in his verses. He doesn't, he doesn't promote any illicit activity, but he might have some colorful language, but he's like, you know, pardon me. I don't think I'm hurting anybody just because I took Shahada, but I'm cursing at the party. I'm not saying I'm show. um, what do you say? I'm, um, I'm not saying I'm holy. I'm just showing the whole me, you just pretend to be whatever your role be don't get me wrong priest rabbi imam, but maybe that's why the masses don't respond like he was he's pushing back to his community right that has nothing to do with christianity that's that's his same faith based community that has probably maybe even more ties to um early hip hop that he he feels that same level of judgment so i think that I think that ultimately there's there's that tension in a lot of different pockets we're just exposed to it largely because Christianity is so large and and po- and possibly just because you know that's where we are but
3: and and that's kind and that's that's interesting actually to hear that record because that's where a lot of my material has been lately mm-hmm. like the outreach has been internal you
0: know yeah. what I'm saying
3: you can be in the church and do outreach yeah yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we always say, well, you know, you in a church, you getting fed off this word and you got to go out, you know, but <laughs> sometimes going out is talking to your brother about it. You know what I'm saying? So I I I realized that or even the judgment and backlash, like I said, like the doc and I got from the, the church clothes episode. It was just weird, like <laughs> and it and it made me take a different stance of I think what and not just a lot of Christians do. We just do this period. We just take what people say and we're like, yeah, I, I could see that happening. And then just ascribe that to be law. But it's like, you know, go, go back. The Bible says study to show yourself. A you hear somebody say something. Where, all right. Where in scripture does that say? Show yeah. me that. You know what I'm saying? Like follow it up and, and, and do your own thing. And if it don't line up, if it's just based off of tradition or something that looks like it makes sense when we serve a God who doesn't think like us, then, you know, maybe that needs to be challenged. So i i, I want to hear that, i want to hear that record because I think that that needs that it's happening more because we we did an episode with uh, with collision and swoop kind of has some some records going at the the the, the Christian audience a little bit, um, not as explicitly, but I, I think that's happening and needs to happen more. Where you know just as much, just as many stones we throw in at Jay Z. Why don't we challenge the people who's dissing them too? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of that is is while I could understand why you feel feel that way because of you know what Jay-Z is doing and what he represents and the byproduct of that, I get it. But on the flip side, it's like, are you better? Yeah. You're you're very vocal, I'd say that on Twitter though, about that
0: stuff. Like I'm 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 you you are you are pretty um and I think it comes from your positioning, but you're pretty pretty quick to call people's cards who will tweet celebrities and stars knowing that they're not going to get a response, but they want to look like they were brave to other right. people. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I could, I couldn't have your fan base or, <laughs> or I'm just serious or, or I, I doc. Couldn't, I, couldn't. I,
3: you know, I don't, you know why I don't have that fan base that everybody else has? Like I get them because I'll, you know, I will have, you know, faith-based themes in my music. So right. they'll hear my music and then they'll follow me on Twitter. They'll do sure. whatever. And then they'll hear clock radio speakers <laughs> or they'll come to a show and they'll right. see me in O-Sharp and they'll see the type of show that we have. And they'll be like, wait a minute. Yeah. And they'll back off. So yeah. I think the people who stay, I usually have a 72 to 96 hour turnaround time on New <laughs> it, it It don't take long. And that's why I appreciate my relationships with Doc. And with O, oh, because they provide uh, a a broader perception, and I think, you know, we all could use that. Just you know, seeing things from seeing things from a different side of the fence, and even if you don't agree, you understand. You know what I'm saying? And that in turn builds a bridge to a million other things. And that's what's that's what's so dope about life and and, and people and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, but can we get into like hip hop? Mm-hmm. Um. I, I know one of the songs, you know, Doc, you, you talked about Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah.
1: It's um, arguably the most successful mainstream album about someone being saved. Right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny because on Rapzilla, there was an article um, by my man Quest. Shout out to Quest. He wrote an article about how that album could be used for evangelism. And then in turn, two weeks later, Shailene. Uh, who's oh, the, yeah. Earth, the J yeah. That's yeah. Jay Quest. Shout out to yeah. Jay Quest. Um he wrote it. He wrote an article about how that album could be used for ministry and to bring people to Christ because the Bible, you know, is explicit. You know, I have a verse where I said, you know, they say we're too vulgar. We're supposed to rep the Bible, but there's rape, incest, murder, and manipulation in mind. There's deceit, there's greed and everything in between. So I can speak the truth and display the nature of the people, which totally encompasses Good Kid, Mad City. But then two weeks later, there was an article by by a. Uh, uh, a rapper, a Christian rapper named Sha Lin, who was very um, theology based. And he basically said because of the themes and because of the things that they talked about on the album, that it shouldn't be used as a tool of ministry. However, I think I know I've I know I have and you know, Owen and Adon and even Doc. I know I've had conversations with Doc based off of that album. I've had conversations with other people who knew I was a Christian. And we talked about Kendrick Lamar and it turned into a conversation about God. You know what I'm saying? Even Jesus Walks. That was another record that, that Doc pointed out, you know, during the Twitter conversation. So it's like, how, how is it? Let's talk about when, you know, quote unquote, non-Christians, or, because, you know, we, we can't really we can't really say for sure. But, you know, when a record like Jesus Walks or an album like Good kid, Mass City, when that breaks and goes through mainstream, what what happens then? What does that do?
1: Right. I mean, so I you know, I, I bring up good kid mad city because it's funny that people think that it shouldn't be it's funny like when when I heard you say that people s- are saying that it should be used for evangelism, I I had red l- like flashing lights going off on my head where it's like no, actually you're completely missing the point, which is that the mainstream does not being does not like being evangelized too. Right? They like the whole idea is that policing it. Like it if you, you know, you want, you know, you want it to be something that people look at and go, oh, I want to be that, not look, hear it and go, oh, God, all they're talking about is how they want me to be that. it's It's got to be the inverse. Right. So, like, Good Kid, Mad City, I mean, it works because, first of all, it's, it's an incredible album, right? I mean, there's a certain, I mean, you know, one of the things I said on Twitter is when you get to a certain level, this if the song's incredible enough, people will, you know. There's a whole generation who came who of white of white kids who know words to Wu Tang lyrics, and they're not they they didn't they didn't listen to it for the for the five percent ideology to listen to it because it's incredible music, right? But like, Good Kid, Mad City is such a complete like package in terms of like here's the story, and everything kind of makes sense. And the like the the climax of the album is it you know is a dying of thirst, right? And then. Like almost in a sense, I just want to tell people: just let that breathe. Like you got to let people listen to that. Right. Like you know, I I think, and I'm, I believe I made this point on the church close episode where I talked. You know, we talked a little bit about this sort of same subject, right? And to me, it was like, you know, for not for everybody, and this is why I talked earlier about the difference between like the relationships, frankly, between white kids and black kids, like how they approach hip hop, like a lot of white kids it's the stereotype right but it's like oh i'm gonna idolize that like i, I that's something i want to be and like christian hip-hop typically doesn't come off that way it doesn't come off as the thing that you can do to be that like it, it just doesn't give off that cool vibe which sounds corny but like that's what it is you know
0: mm. <laughs> yeah no i i'd agree i think that there's like a um I think that we are naturally a very uh skeptical generation, period, like we hate being handled we like anytime you see a commercial you you know we we've never been the most informed about how quote the sausage works in terms of no pause on that one that's an idiom, so <laughs> quote that up but uh but you know what I'm saying like we we now know like that the average casual fan knows more about how an album was made than ever before or how movie was made or any of that stuff. We just, we know all of this stuff. And so anytime there's anything that happens um, in culture, especially virally, we want to look and be like, okay, was a company behind that? Right. So we see Ellen DeGeneres do a selfie and we're like, "Mm, Samsung. Okay. That's what that was about. All right. Big poppy. Oh, okay. That was Samsung. Like we, we try to look for corporate hands behind it because corporations have figured out right that the easiest that the best promotion is quote free promotion and so they but they but they want to throw they don't want their fingerprints on it right so it needs to look organic which is why you have a lot of rappers who hold the term independent but have a lot of money that yep. is not independent right yep. um you know we won't talk about how uh best i ever had was being worked for drake prior to Signing officially to Young Money, but yeah. nonetheless, yeah. those ideas, right? I think that that comes into play. Also, even with something like what you're talking about, like, and I love Jay Quest as the homie. We went to college together, all of that. But like, a, if I agree with you, Doc, that if Good Kid, Mad City began to be thought of, like, I'm not saying it can't be used as an evangelistic tool, but if it be, if it got. If it if the perception of it was that it was an evangelistic tool, it would be a a, a completely different reception right. for it, right. Like what we love about that album is that we find ourselves in that story, which is what we can do with the gospel. But regardless of that, we like what we like about Kendrick is that it's it's extremely good. It's so well put together. It's just but but if we if at if at the back of the day we knew that like. TDE, they were sitting in the offices like, okay, now we're gonna hit him with Luke, verse, chapter three, like, like that's not what's going on. Kendrick was just telling his story. And in telling his story, the gospel was part of it, right? And I just think that uh I think that that, that would be a um that, that would be a cause for concern on the larger people. There's a dude named um Ferrari Shepard on Twitter, uh Stop Being Famous, where he He probably he said like that's his handle to Stop Being Famous. But he was like, yeah, I I like Kendrick. I'm going to need to see what he does when it's not a gospel album. He's not a Christian at all. Ferrari Shub is not a Christian. But but him in his in his observation was just kind of like he viewed that as a gospel album. Not a Christian, doesn't want to be a Christian. But he listened to that and viewed this is this is driving to a point for him the large populace of the people just viewed it like yo that's a dope story and whatever we get out of it the gospel is shared but i think that i think that harnessing it in a formalized way right i think in conversations we can talk about the gospel based off of that um based off of that album but i think that if it would if at any point we knew that Ken- that was Kendrick's like overarching goal i don't know if the larger public would would be as receptive to it
2: um, but I think that's, that's called conviction. Whatever that guy was feeling, if, yep, that's what that was. I agree. Uh, I, I think Kendrick's album is, um, it definitely you know definitely having, how you know, the, the intro as it is, and you know a third end where, you know you see your you see your friends you know die, and you come to a point. Okay. I don't know if I mean I being being where I'm at in my faith now, listening to it, like, oh wow, that'd be dope if that happened for someone. I'm you know, I could definitely see a, a young guy seeing that and and feeling that. I think probably more the with that album and the storyline and having all that transpired and you know, then the, the the come to Jesus moment, it may have stopped someone that was ganging. That may have happened quicker than it caused somebody to run to a, baptism, a baptismal pool.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I ascribe to the point to where if you, everybody's preaching about something where, you know, in the thing Doc and I talked about it on a God Forgives I Don't Review, you know, Ross preaching or Ross talking about the lifestyle and the manner in which he talks about it. What's the difference between that and you getting in a pulpit and saying the same thing and, and preaching your lifestyle and what you and what you know what that truth is? You know what I'm saying. So it 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 always kind of always kind of raised my eyebrow at you know when they say you know Doc says people don't want to be preached to, and that's true. However, you know you can't pick and choose what's preaching because if we between 140 characters that we scroll every day, Facebook statuses you know, everybody has a platform and everybody's preaching something. So, you know, that's at this point, it's too general of a definition to just ascribe it to one thing now.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry.
3: Think,
2: I don't think that, um, Kendrick was preaching what's popular. I think, you know, that like the guy that said that, you know, whoever on Twitter made that comment, he was convicted probably, um, and he didn't like that feeling. Cause that means you have to change something and you have to give up some things. And, but you know, it's definitely, um, it's, it's not popular preaching, you know, even in, even, even in side ministries, you have popular preaching, like this is what people want to hear. Right. There's, you know, some God in there, but you know, they want to hear how to get money, how to have a, you know, a better life now, how to, you know, overcome, you know, Poverty or whatever, you know, they it don't a lot hear, of rap as well. They don't <laughs> want to hear sin and death. They don't want to hear, um, you know, you have to, you have to, you know, quit that, that sinful lifestyle. They don't want to hear that. You know, they don't want that preaching. So they want the popular preaching. So if everybody's preaching, it's just, you know, people just get popular and what feels appeasing to your, uh, already corrupt spirit. So, you know, Kensry and definitely, even even if you take take God out of it, He did something just totally against the grain. You know, He made a '90s hip hop record. He made a '90s hip hop record well, and nobody was doing that in 2000. Period. Not Jay. Not Nas. Not Kanye. He did something that nobody was doing. So he did the unpopular on overall, and won. Uncomfortables pause.
1: No, I mean I'm, I'm trying to figure out what makes it '90s.
2: All oh, the skits, the storyline. It was it was Death Certificate, you know, revisited. It was um, just the just the way '90s West Coast rap music went, uh, doggy style, even Ready to Die. It just you know had the storyline. It started here. It took you there. It was de- it's definitely Death Certificate in the fact that if you listen to the A side, the the the, the Death side where. This gentleman goes through his day and he's having a great day, you know, steady mobbing. That's great. And then you get to, you know, you die in Harrison Ross, and then you flip it over and here we go back to, you know, Islam and hip hop. You you are redeemed from this life, and it's it's. Uh, I think it's Khalid Muhammad. If I'm wrong, I might I might be wrong. No, you're right. It's Khalid that, Muhammad. That brings you back. It's okay. To that point, where right there, where you know, sing about me, you know, he's having a a, a day that looks pretty good, you know, he gets he gets Shireen's number, and you know, till he runs into her her cousins and and everybody, and they have to make that 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 comeback with the with his with his crew, and then someone dies, and then he finds he has that moment where you know here he's redeemed, you know, as he accepts Christ, it's the same album. Uncomfortable to pause too. <laughs> I
1: think. I mean, I think you're. I, th- I think you're. You're not giving quite enough credit to Good Kid, Mad City, but that's okay. I I give that album probably it's too great. much credit.
2: I'm giving it a large amount of credit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Destific- that's
3: that's yeah. a lot of credit. Death certificate.
2: Wow. Who can be right twice? The whole George Bush line happened twice. He predicted the whole thing going on with the the burning of 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 South Central heat Ice Cube quote unquote prophetic and detailed if you've seen anything happen throughout um you know your, if your neighborhood changed and you've seen like what's what's this new thing going on where why are people throwing up these signs? Why are you wearing all blue? Why are you wearing all red? Ice Cube did that. Changed the whole generation. Well I mean and I'll be the OG in, in this one. He changed our generation,
1: right?
0: I can was, see. I can he, see. He was, if you with, what'd sorry. you say? I was just gonna say I can see if maybe he if like Doc if you have issues seeing it as a one to one comparison. But like, it's I I don't I didn't think about it uh, exactly along those same lines. But that's to me to liken it to Death Certificate is high high praise. And you even have that that burden, uh, you know, bird in the hand that Kendrick starts with, you know, fresh out of school. Cause I'm a high school. Right. Got to get it. You know like, yeah. 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 Um, so there, there are a lot of those comparisons, but I don't, we shouldn't probably get bogged down in, in that.
1: Oh, good. city all day. Um, yeah. but, Oh, you, you know, you started talking a little while ago, um, before we got way off on off topic, sort of the idea of why, and this is really why we're here is, you know, why is it that when, if, if, if Jay says something, you know, Kanye can make a song called Jesus Walks. Kanye can 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 make a song with Rick Ross called Sanctified. And it's cool. But there's this perception that if you're a Christian hip hop artist, you can't do that, right? And and trying to figure that out. So like Kanye's interesting to me, right? Um for, for somebody who I mean, he's about as at this point, he's about as mainstream as rap gets, right? Um mm-hmm. and yet there's so many different like Even compared, like, you know, we talked about Jay at the beginning, but, like, even compared to, say, Jay or Nas or someone else who's been around for a long time, he he talks more about, maybe not, we wouldn't call him religious, but he's certainly, the topic of religion and God and Jesus comes up way more in his music than than you might imagine for most, but he's not considered religious in any way.
2: Um, Kanye is fighting his spirituality on, on wax, so to speak, yep. he's dealing with. Yep. Uh, how do I live this life that I know is is wrong, but I know I've been raised better. You know that whole can't tell me nothing. You know that just to tell you know God, I get back to you in a minute. You know, but I think a lot of people are living that life. Yep, like oh, I'm ball. I'm a ball out till you know I get older. I get saved. We get married. I do that church thing then. But right now, psh, I'm to live. And 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 then you you know in the middle of you know that moment of lust or that moment of of greed or or jealousy, envy. You know you know you're wrong, but how do you fight it when everything in this world says it's cool, it's all right? And then you be you being the leader of it. You know Kanye is kind of the leader of whatever this 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 newer generation can can feel like. You know I can say. I could say I go to go to church on Sunday, but you'll you'll catch me all the way turned up on Saturday.
1: Yeah, but that, I mean that that sort of behavior has been happening forever.
2: But it, it's never had a it's never had a spokesman that was this popular.
1: I, I no. mean, you know, you just I'm gonna make a lot of enemies. You you essentially just described the major. I mean, the majority of what I like. I, I lived for three years in in southwestern Oklahoma. You just described what I saw by everybody. Right. They'll go to they'll go to church on Sunday, but then the husbands go home and beat their wives and drink like that. That's life. That's not new. And I, th- and I like, think
3: that's the and I think that's the problem with the church itself is that it tries to, like, present itself as this this moral standard. And it's not. Kanye,
2: but, Kanye said, you know, Kanye was very clear in saying, you know, we're all self-conscious. I'm just, I'm just, to, I'm, just we're all first in inter- first, first to admit it. Yeah. So everything he does, he's saying we're all going through this. I'm just the one that's going to say I'm doing it. Yeah, everything he does, right? He's speaking for this generation. So you know, the the guy in Oklahoma that's going to church on Sunday beating his wife on Monday, he don't have a, he doesn't have a spokesperson.
1: I mean, I guess, but I mean, I would just describe that as like that. I mean, I don't know. That's, I mean, real. I realize I'm being very broad about people in Oklahoma, and
2: I mean, I know all, <laughs> all of them, all of them. I, I, <laughs> all of them, <laughs> you know. You just don't have anyone that is this shiny and this cool, you know, winning at this level that has been, you know, you know, dealing with the duality of, of his spirituality in, in front of everyone.
1: Uh, I know, think Prince,
2: Prince did it, but we we you know we were told to, you know you can't listen to Prince, you can't do that. Right, but everybody tells does- you. To, you can listen to Kanye.
1: I think it's. I think. I think the honesty is an asset.
3: It is. It is. And now but you're that, getting. Go ahead. O.
2: But that is, and that is our issue. Just because I'm honest about my sinful nature still doesn't mean that it's cool. Right. And that's what right. it. That's what he does. He's. You know. He tells you. He tells you clearly. You know, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And I'm about to go do it in Paris and and anywhere else I can get on my private jet and do it in.
3: Right. I think with any anything, honesty has to come with a level of responsibility because you can turn into I always use the point of Mary J. Blige, where her earlier material was so, so much of her, like she was literally pouring out herself. Like, you know, you sometimes you you listen to my life and you know, you become Mary, you immerse yourself in her situation. same thing with Joe Button. um you know he his mood musics are so much of him. you immerse yourself Budden. button, and then when they try to get out of that where they're like, "Hey, you know what? I'm not in that place anymore." You have kind of created a, a, a fan base of minions, a culture of minions who are gonna pull you <laughs> back down like zombies and, and eat your brains and like, yo, you you're not leaving. You know what I'm saying? Because you've created a culture that has coddled, because what honesty can do, what O is saying is that it can coddle if you don't bring it to the other side and offer the solution to your honesty, or at least offer some sort of, you know what, I'm gonna do this. It's wrong. I'm going to do this however. And whatever you couple that up with, whether it's be but, you know, whether it's, you know, I just pray that God has grace on me or I'm just going to, quote unquote, accept the consequences depending on your perception of God. Like that has to be it. And early Kanye used to do that. Now, not nearly as much. Now it's just I'm just going to do it. And that's just because I remember. You know, right around the time, like I used to be in the club dancing to Jesus Walks, like grinding on chicks to Jesus Walks, and I got saved shortly thereafter. Right, I got <laughs> saved shortly thereafter, and people was telling me that, like, oh, well, you know, Kanye, Kanye was doing like a church tour off Jesus Walks, like churches were booking him. You know what I'm saying? They, they, you think you think they gonna hear? You think Jesus gonna get him booked at Ebenezer Baptist Church? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying. So, you know, to Doc's point of honesty being an asset, you 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 just have to you have to offer a solution with your honesty, and you have to not and you have to not coddle with your honesty and leave people where they are.
1: Why 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 are we holding hip hop to a higher standard here? Why why is why is why is that a requirement?
2: To be honest,
1: no. For this, I mean, Armand's talking about the sort of level of responsibility that goes along with being honest.
2: Um, because hip hop as as take away the industry. Uh, hip hop is community service to itself. Take away the industry, it's community service to itself. It's applying its own band aids. It's uh, doing its own stitches. It's setting its own cast. It's uh, doing its own therapy. It's supposed to be helping.
1: I, I don't think that I don't think that's how the younger generation sees hip hop at all.
2: Oh, they don't. They don't. I just left the classroom today, and you know clearly, you know, hip hop doesn't have that much importance to this generation. But if you, in, 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 you know, shameless plug, I speak on this in a presentation I do. Hip hop is the only generation that is uh, multi generational. The only genre that is multi generational. You have a grandfather, uh, a son, and the grandson all listening to something from hip hop. So you have all of these, you have all these blended um, uh, codes and and expectations and mantras. So, you know, if I'm hip hop and I think it's supposed to be saving my community or at least a tool to save my community. And then another guy says, you know, it's uh, this is how I get rich. You know, you're going to get all of this. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get expectations where it should be. You know, held to a higher standard because it is medicine. If somebody else just looks at it like this was just a, a a means to an end. You know, I just want to do fashion, and there are all the people that like fashion. They listen to this guy, so I just stand with him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think the problem is that hip hop succeeded. Like hip hop, it, the, it's the sound the sound of hip hop succeeded and transcended hip hop, and it's beyond hip hop at this point.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> I I know where you're going with that. I don't know if you can be beyond gathering more, because that's what hip hop did. It just it gathered jazz, it gathered funk, it gathered R and B, gathered reggae. So now it's gathering E.M. and now it's gathering trap, or it's gathering this. It's still gathering. It's 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 become gluttonous. <laughs> I think that, and it's, it doesn't have any uh, you know, good table manners. Or it's just, it doesn't have any, like, well, I eat that
1: too. No, I mean, I... You know, it's
2: not enough.
1: Hip-hop's no longer the most... Hip-hop is no longer the only post form of music, right? The idea that no idea is original. The idea that I'm going to take a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Now it's like, we're, we're you know, that is now... That, that I That idea that hip-hop is built on musically, that is now embedded in essentially all types of pop and modern music. Hip hop does not is not the only thing that that does that anymore. So like when I that's sort of what I what I mean by that of of how hip hop music sounds, and that's why it's beyond hip hop. That's why every couple of years the sound will change because you get to a point where the mainstream they've caught on and now you got to switch it because it's not cool anymore.
2: You 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 remember in history the the one drop idea? Yeah. Okay, hip hop is the same way now. You look at somebody that I'm, that is using drum loops, in their, in their pop records.
1: Right. So Katy Perry's hip hop.
2: I mean, it, it has a it it has derivatives. It it's it's closer to being hip hop than it isn't.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, was, I
2: was, like was like a virus that got out of control. <laughs> you know, sometimes you use a virus to control
0: of
1: the Don, you you sound like you had a, you yeah. want to jump in? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah.
2: I
0: don't, I don't know. You y'all are getting kind of heady for me, so I, I <laughs> just uh, no, it's all good. It's it's um, but I I just I think your initial thought was initial point was a valid one to to raise up, which is, um, and I wanted to address it, or at least from my perspective, which was, Kanye, who is very who has a lot of religious imagery in his music. Why isn't he viewed as a Christian rapper per se, or, or as part of that. And, um, and this is kind of what we started to talk about a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll say this for me, my take on Kanye has always been like, he's a, he's a, um, he's a contrarian, right? Like that's right. just what he is like at the core. He's that and then on top of that, he's a provocateur, right? So he wants, a, he wants to elicit a reaction from his audience. Always like the the worst way to offend him would be to ignore him like he could not handle that. So like I viewed like a record like Jesus Walks. And this is, of course, what came out in our Twitter conversation is that I just viewed it as though, um, you know, it was like like the fourth single that he put out. Like it wasn't no one knows who this person is and all of us or rather hip no one in hip hop knows who he is. But this song comes out that's Jesus Walk. It's like no, this follows through the wire. This follows slow jams. This follows all falls down. Then you have a song like Jesus Walks, and I just don't think it would have been the same reaction. Now maybe maybe it still would have been a little bit interesting because even in Jesus Walks, you had like the N word a few times and um, some other things, but like it didn't come off as a safe record. Though I do agree, Armand, the church some some a lot of church environments didn't know what to do with it. Like I think he was nominated for a Stellar Award actually. And there was a petition. (laughs) I'm I'm dead serious. I remember that floating around. Like there was a there was a petition from like from like Christian rappers who were like, yo, this is disrespectful. We've been in the field laboring and (laughs) like it was it was it was so funny. But uh, (laughs) um yeah you're hilarious. Yo I'm I'm just calling it like I remember it. But um, but I really think it, it would have been a different take on it, and and I think and I think that largely has to do with Christians will happily claim you if they feel like they're taking you quote from the other side. I hate yes. all terminology, but yes. like, this is the best way I can describe it. So, like, if you're a mace who was out there doing this, other, if you were murder mace, right? And then you came m a dollar sign e, and then you become a Christian. That's like, oh yeah, awesome. But if you no start malice. out, if you start out as that, start out as a Christian, and it's not the same. You don't get the same reaction from yeah. the general market, and you don't get the same reaction from, I think, Christian largely. And I think even and again, I try to think of this in larger terms and not be completely hip hop centric because a lot of this is a lot of this is human traits. Like this isn't just, this isn't just black people. This isn't just an urban culture. Like you 2 had like 5 You U2 released Boy, October, War, like two other records, like before Joshua Tree came out, right? Which has its most explicit, like, oh, I think Bono might be a Christian, right? Like, they were already selling platinum records, just doing good music, right? Just doing good eighties rock music. And so I think that the, 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 the shift of it is different where churches largely don't have a problem with, you know uh, with Bono um, jumping on a song with Kirk Franklin and whatever else similar point, R. Kelly, whatever he was doing. And then all of a sudden, he started to flirt with that idea of, of or started to embrace more openly um, um, his religious background and his upbringing. And so I just think that it's a it, it's a different response based upon how you're presented to begin with. That, that's really my 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 thought about at least with Christianity.
3: Yeah. I mean, now you look at No Malice from Eclipse. Right. Uh you look at I mean, I don't know if Owen Doc if you know this, but Jin is extremely popular in Christian hip hop circles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it yeah, a, a Don's point is four hundred percent correct. Crazy.
1: I th- I think it's accurate. I don't know if it's the way it has to be. That's that's an
0: understand I mean, we can talk about that. I just think that if we judge off of what we've seen up to right. this point, we have no we have no contrary evidence, nothing to say that it that it can go the other way. It's right. not to say that it can't, but the burden of proof doesn't let allow us to do that at this point in time, I'd say. But I agree it, it's worth a shot. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think that's why we're having this conversation because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be this way. If if it was all good, I don't even know if this episode would be would be happening. So this is all necessary dialogue to for everybody to ultimately get to a place where we all need to be. So this was this this was definitely needed and noted. Um, Does anybody else have any other points or comments or questions or topics they want to hit? Bueller? Yeah. All right, so we can go ahead and wrap up and get into promo and stuff. Um, Adon, you got anything that you want to promote, man? Anything you got going on, man? Who who are you?
0: <laughs> My name is Adan Bean. I am originally from Massillon, Ohio. I now live in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a member of the crew called The Remnants. We put out a record last year called Indian Summer, which is extremely whack. Do not buy it. Listen to it. <laughs> purchase it in any way, shape, or form. However, Just if like you like to, um, disregard such instructions. You could go to, uh, the remnant.bandcamp.com. We'd get all that money. You could go to iTunes. We get some of that money. We go to Spotify and we get very little of that money. Um, um, but I am, um, you can find me on Twitter, Adon A-D-A-N, Bean. I'm not going to spell that because you're adults and you should be able to <laughs> be on your own too, but, um, you can find me on Twitter at that address, I probably won't respond, but you can hit me up and, um, and um, yeah, I really, really appreciate it. It's It's dope to be on the show. Thank y'all. I didn't say that publicly. Thank y'all for having me on it. Um, Cause largely I just listen to y'all at work and I just make, you know, my little snide comments on your SoundCloud. Like, Ooh, they're going to read this, but I don't think <laughs> you guys do.
1: No, I, I, I do. I, Armand doesn't. Oh, I read them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're the
0: one then. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to say something now when he says this. Um, But it really is like a dope form. Um, I I got a shirt that I'll rep. I'll I'll wear it in some performance at some point. So I will certainly rep clock radio speakers.
3: I appreciate it. Anytime you got something negative to say, just hit me on Twitter or something something to to contrast the opinion (laughs) on the show. Just hit me on Twitter. We'll talk. It's not like that all the time. It's just like
0: it's like if it was a barbershop, I would want to chime in. But it's not really worth composing an entire tweet to somebody to say, hey. (laughs) I know y'all recorded this a week and a half ago, but let me take y'all back to that conversation and say, <laughs> yeah, I disagree.
3: You know what I mean? It's just it's backwards. But oh, it it, it totally happens though. <laughs> totally happens. Oh, uh, sharp! What you got yeah. going on,
2: man? Uh, uh, tune in Mondays, eight o'clock to ten o'clock. Monday night mash out post radio. Uh, also a home of clock radio speakers. Um, look out for polar entertainment uh we got big teams are going coming soon in 2014 and 15 um, hit me at DJ O Sharp i know somebody's going to be very irritated just <laughs> a lot of christian rappers say Armand was the greatest i just that's all i listen to as far as i know so uh yeah at DJ O Sharp we can talk about it
3: all
1: right doc you got anything you want to plug uh no, nah, not really. I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing going on. I've been lazy. I've been barely making any beats. I'm a horrible producer right now. Um <laughs> I got nothing to plug. How about you, Armand? You got anything? You made one. Yeah, I <laughs> um
3: <laughs> made one, kinda sorta. Um Ooh. what's up? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, so the uh Bar and Baptist Church weekend tour starts tomorrow. Um Thursday, I will be at the Nest at Zanzibar performing uh, some new material that I want to uh, kind of try out. Um, Friday, DJ O Sharp and I will be at Carabar. Um, that is on Parsons, I believe, right, O? Yep. Parsons
2: okay, so and Franklin, maybe.
3: Okay, Parsons and Franklin. Uh, doors open at 9. Show starts at 10. Uh, it is free. It is bugging out. Shout out to Zero Star. Shout out to Pass. Um, we get thirty minutes, so nice. uh, O has made it a point to have fun and do some hippity hop. So if you want to <laughs> hear a hear a a, a a hippity, if if Kairos can't be any more hippity hop than it already is,
2: no, um, we're just talking we about ha- performance. We're gonna we're, yeah, we're the gonna performance 80, eighty we're gonna do eighty eight style, a whole bunch to beat switcheries and chicaneries and you know people going to drop they like, oh, I can't believe he said that over uh he said that over Wu-Tang beat. He praised God over Wu-Tang beat and it wasn't a black man."
3: <laughs> oh, and doc uh walking contradiction will be performed for the first time.
1: Beautiful. Oh, I was going to say I was going to say you should definitely do uh the Catch Up 2 intro. Oh, I hate your
3: guts. <laughs> uh so like, what well, the, the reason why I don't do the Catch Up 2 intro is because we have Kairos. Right. And... We go straight from Genesis, which is being done over uh, 97 Mentality and Time's Up, which is going to be nice. retarded. Um, so then to go from that to This Is Kairos, which to me is like a, you know, God, if if, if Catch Up 2 is the jab and, and This Is Kairos is the right cross. So yeah. And then Saturday, I'll be at Oakley Full Gospel Baptist Church at 630. I'll do a couple songs there. So, you know, depending on where you want to go, if you want to. You know, have some drinks and listen to Kairos. Come to Carabar, Come to Zanzibar. If you want to be in the pews, come to uh, to Oakley Full Gospel Baptist Church. You know, however you want to experience Kairos, as long as you experience it, dog. I'm here for the people. I want to I want to visit Nest
0: uh, the Nest when I when I I'm coming back in like a month or so. Um, is it all Is it always on Thursdays?
3: Every yep. Thursday, hit yeah. D, uh, I'll DM you my number. Hit me up and and yeah. we can definitely go. Cause the nest is probably oh, it's probably the best open mic in the city right now, right? Dope.
2: Um, I seen I seen a flyer for one, I'm gonna check out at Brothers Drake, but yeah, it's the funnest. I want it's the funnest.
3: You know, you're gonna have some fun. Where? Yeah, it's dope. So shout shout to JG on that one. So. Where? Yeah, you know,
1: on on that, I guess we can wrap up. I, I guess that's it for this week. So, um, so uh, you know, thanks to Don and O Osh- and O Sharp for joining us. Um, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week.
2: Peace.